waiting. All right. I see the red button, the red light. It's time for the blue-white breakdown after Penn State's 30-23 to loss to Nebraska in Lincoln. I'm Bob Flounders here in Harrisburg getting ready to talk to Dave Jones, who is in suburban Philadelphia, let's say. We weren't at the game. Uh, Greg Pickle was. Heck of a finish, Dave. Lots of stuff to talk about, but man, let's just start with let's just start with the quarterback play, the decision James Franklin made, and kind of kind of what you saw from the game once Sean Clifford was out and Will Levis was in. Sometimes I'm not with you on these quarterback switches. Uh, I remember once O uh, two you wanted to put Michael Robinson in for Zach Mills. Yeah, in the uh, bowl game, the Capital One Bowl. Yeah, and. You're usually right on these things. I'm usually more faithful to the quarterback, kind of like James Franklin is. But I agreed with you on this. I thought Levis should have started. And you could make the argument, I think, that had Levis started, maybe they win this game. Sure. Um, that's, one, that's one thing. And you, you, you're willing to give Franklin, I guess, the benefit of the doubt on the first series. But after that awful throw to Dotson – that wasn't even close. I mean, you feel bad for the kid, but you got to do what you got to do. And that Franklin did not make the switch there uh, was inexplicable to me, to, to you. Yeah, um, I, I think so. <clears throat> I was kind of calling for it late in the first half of last week. But I, I would say this about Sean Clifford, you know, um, in my opinion, Dave, I just think that, you know, physically and mentally, Going back to late last year, he to me he hasn't been he hasn't been the same guy. I mean, you started to see it a little bit in that Minnesota game where he made some mistakes and he did rally the team. But you know, in in the Indiana game that they won, he didn't make a lot of plays with his arm. He was obviously hurt. You know, he had to leave the Ohio State game. He couldn't play against Rutgers. You saw him in the Cotton Bowl. I know he wasn't 100% because I think he was still affected by it, but he did very little uh, with his arm. And Dave, in that Indiana game, it is very easy and maybe right to talk about how, you know, Franklin and the clock management at the end of that game really cost Penn State an almost certain win. And I know that you've detailed that. But Dave, in the first half of that Indiana game, Sean Clifford made two horrendous mistakes that cost Penn State 10 points. And it's been a lot of that. I, th- I just think this hasn't been – I think this problem has, has been, is been noticeable a lot longer than people realize. And James, James waited way too long, in my mind, to make this switch. I just think Sean's not been the same, same guy for a while. I'm glad he finally put Will Levis in, and I sure he's talking about not naming a start, starting quarterback for next week, Dave. But I don't think there's a decision to be made. No, I, I, you can't imagine that that decision will not be made in Levis's yeah. favor, right? By yeah, I just don't know why. Yeah, he, I don't know why he says that, but he—that's how he. Oh, well, that's that's a reactionary thing that a lot of coaches do. Anyway, the the second thing, my second big takeaway out of this game is the lack of energy and tackling out of the defense in the first half again. This was like a rerun of Maryland. And, man, for the life of me, I don't understand that unless you can put it in a context of this COVID-pocked season where people are just wondering why they're out there and why should they care. But other teams, uh, some other teams do care. Nebraska cared. Um, 
I don't know. I'd, I'd like your reaction to that because I, I saw the same, same, um, yeah, walking after tacklers and reaching and the same stuff in the first half. They, they didn't look, they didn't look engaged. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just, my feeling, Dave, is I, I honestly think there's some people on this Penn State defense that think they're better than they are, number one. Uh, they think they're just going to show up and win because they're, they play for Penn State. And honestly, Dave, uh, you know, Micah Parsons, it, it, he's only one player, but you look at the Memphis game, Dave, and if he's not on the field, they probably give up 60 points. They so, lose. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's just, it, the, the effort is, I agree with you. It, it's the effort. It's the not getting off blocks. It's what, I mean, what is going on? I mean, you just got skunked by Maryland in the first half. You know, you gave up a lot of points that Ohio State goes down the field and scores in three plays, 75. Like, what do you need to see or do to, to, to gain a sense of urgency? I just I, – it's great that they play hard in the second half, but you can't spot a team a 24-3 lead or a 27-6 lead and then hope to steal it in the end. You just can't do it. I don't understand it either. We're all gonna we're all gonna write plenty about that. So uh, the 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 score was thirty to twenty three. So I I would say that if I did this like hockey stars, these would be my three three points. Yeah, and I think this is worthy because from beginning to end, I thought Holmes, Lee, and Ford ran really hard, mm-hmm. even when the team wasn't playing well. And that is at least something to take sure. away. And the offensive line played better in general. Right. They gave the quarterbacks as much time as possible. I know um, there was a whiff on the block on the final final Penn State play that was yeah. that was critical when it was basically five on five as rushers, and that can't happen. But in general, I thought the quarterbacks had more time. Certainly, the rushers uh, had more room to run, and those running backs ran really hard. The young yeah. running backs. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you. Um, they all are a little bit different. They all ran really hard. The offensive line, I thought, really. I mean, they made a, a concerted effort to stick with the run in this game, and they, it paid dividends. I mean, they oddly enough, though, Dave, I thought they had time to run the ball late in the game on one of those two drives, and they kind of got away yeah, from it. Yeah, but you them. know what? They, they had not succeeded running the ball on the prior drive. I don't know if Shiraka was leery that once they got down near yeah. the 10-yard line, they couldn't because they didn't successfully uh, – what was that? The, the end of the first half, especially. Yeah. It got real conservative down in there, and I didn't like that. Um, yeah. I think the problem with some of the throws down in the red zone where they had, geez, they had three field goals where they could have scored, that could have made the difference in the game, yeah. uh, where they could have scored touchdowns, was a matter of timing between Will Levis and his receivers. Those are very quick decisions you have to make down there. You, you have to have a kind of yeah. intrinsic – intrinsic is the wrong word but a sixth sense of where yeah. your receivers are going to be what they're going to do whether you're going to you're going to throw back shoulder if if the coverage is really there yeah. there were a few situations like that where will levis didn't have that sixth sense with his receivers where if he's getting first team reps yeah um, maybe he would buy now yeah and uh I, I i did think in case some fans are a little bit frustrated I, I didn't, Dave, I, as good as Jahan Dotson has been this year, I don't know that it was a case of them ignoring him. But the guy who was covering him, I thought, good played a, really, a very, yeah. very good game. He made Aggressive. some plays. Yeah. And they they really did a nice job of limiting Jahan Dotson and forcing Penn State to kind of 
which is what you which is what you said before the game. I mean, gang up on him and and bracket him. I don't know that they really did bracket him, and they kind of left that guy on the island. Yeah, yeah. It was just one guy. What what we what even though uh, I think you're right about the that Will Levis with more practice reps should get better, but physically, uh, I think physically he is a superior uh, quarterback. To Sean Clifford. Yeah, and I'll give you I'll give you one very very important example where he made a play who where the Clifford could not on the seventy four yard pass yeah. to Friermuth. That free free rusher blitzing from the left, mind you, he made, a, he, he made a reverse pivot to evade that guy that Clifford yeah. just doesn't make. He does he doesn't get out of there. Yeah. Now I don't think Clifford makes that when he's fresh and he hasn't been hit. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. How Levis does when he's been hit for a few weeks. Correct. But I think he's still, you know, he, it's not like he's Tunga Veloa, but he's yeah. a degree quicker than, than Sean Clifford, which, you know, there's so many times in the way football is played these days where you yeah. really need that. You, yeah. you not only extend the play, but you extend it by a couple of seconds and let your guy get downfield. And then all of a sudden you got to you got to bust out 74 yard play, yeah. which was essential to the comeback they yeah. had to have. Yeah. And I just want to I just want to bring something up real quick, Dave, because I've been thinking about it, you know. I, I when 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 we uh, kind of talk about Sean Clifford now, um, in, in my mind, when he was healthy early last year, he was absolutely I thought a good quarterback. And I just think part of the part of the story with Sean, you know, late last year and obviously into this year, I think I think physically and mentally, um, I just don't think he's the same guy. And I, and I I think in a perfect world, if he were as fresh as Will Levis is now you'd see a different quarterback, but that's the way of the world. I mean, the more punishment you take, it impacts you as a quarterback. And I think, I think we see, we've seen it play out and I don't know that it can be reversed. All right. Changes in a couple of, uh, I, I, I think a couple of change outs are necessary on defense. I'm listening. Uh, I, I, I am not certain for, for one thing, the, the defensive, the pass rush is just not getting there on a lot of occasions. That was supposed yeah. to be a, a strength of this team. Um, also, what do you think of Caden Wallace on the offensive yeah. line? It seemed, seemed uh, to be an upgrade. He, uh, he, he uh, has been a guy that you hear they've, they've always liked in Dave, and they started talking about him as a tackle in, in the preseason where he was kind of like a guard last year. A big body, though, who is athletic. And the odd guy out in the rotation was C.J. Thorpe. As they, they kicked Fries inside the guard, Miranda, I think, went from right guard to left guard. I thought the offensive line, honestly, especially in the second half, I thought they played very well, especially when they were running the ball. C.J. Thorpe, uh, I think, has some growing up to do. Um, you know, I know Franklin talks about him playing with an edge, and he likes that. But I, I think he's crossed the line a couple of times. I thought twice in this game – uh, he, he, uh, there was an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty that it got called for, but also on a play when a the Nebraska player got hurt, you saw the replay that did not look like the cleanest play. That was a spear. Yeah. That was a spear and had the refs seen yeah. it, they would have tossed him and they should have. Yeah. Dirty, filthy play. And yeah. he should have been out of the game. Uh, I think, I think, yeah, I think if he's, his head's on straight, I think he could be a good player, but I think they found their best five moving forward. And I think that is a plus. Um, for sure. Was there any other changes you wanted to talk about? Um, I thought Jason, I thought Jason Oway um, played a pretty good game. He's really good. He shows up against the run Dave. Um, and he is for a first year player. You can tell 
he's only going to get better. He's, he's a gifted guy. Um, but yeah, there's some other guys. I thought PJ Mustafer had some good moments today, but in that first half, there was really no one to single out. They couldn't get off blocks. They started slow. They were slow to recognize some plays and, you know, that opening drive, three straight games, the opening drive for a touchdown. I mean, you're just asking for trouble. Boy, I saw guys walking around out there. And if this was pro football, I would single them out. I think the coaches are going to single them out. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to quite go there because I think this is a really tough year yeah. for a lot of these kids. And there are kids playing in this COVID pandemic that now is completely out of control. So – I kind of get that they're like, what are we doing out there? And that's the way they look. Uh, but on the other hand, everyone's out there. Everyone's yeah. out there. If you're going to do it, if you're going to play, if you're out there, I yeah. just, I just did not see a few defenders playing real hard yeah. in the first ball. And yeah, well, once they got juiced yeah. up, then they were fine with, with Will Levis giving them some emotional juice. But up until then first half, I mean, there could have been more than 20, 27 Nebraska points, you know, it could have yeah. been worse. Yeah, one just one note. I know you know it. Maybe some fans didn't pick up on it on the game cast. Uh, Tariq Castro Fields did not play. He was at the game. They used Keaton Ellis quite a bit. Um, whether or not that impacted the defense, I don't know. He he had been a starter and a veteran, and he's supposed to be the leader of the corner room. He did not play today. Um, Dave, just your thoughts though on you know, I'll tell you what. He, he's not sneaky good anymore. He's just good. Parker Washington is a guy for a true freshman who didn't have the benefit of like an off season or spring or really August practices. That guy's a playmaker um, and he can make plays, uh, you know, when he's covered, he did it in overtime. He made some plays against Indiana in overtime. He made some plays against Ohio state. Yeah. Um, and he made some he, plays last week against Maryland. He was good in the second half this week too. He's small, but, um, and usually the knock on small guys is that you can't find him easily downfield. Yeah. Well, what he does as a small receiver is a lot of slot stuff underneath where he's tough. And he makes tough catches and traffic. His hands are good. And he doesn't mind getting hit. And that's usually an, uh, the, the other the trade-off with small guys is what about when they really get hit inside or they're willing to go in there. He is willing. He's willing to sit in there and take punishment. Uh, I love him. I love what he's shown. And he made a you know, Levis made a couple of incredible throws incredible. before they got into the red zone with guys crawling up in his face. Yeah. And a couple of those catches were, were Washington's catches. Uh, before we get done, yeah. I want to know about your um, opinions. I got my own opinions on the red zone offense in the last uh, yeah. two, the last two drives, yeah. um, really. Uh, I just thought they got a little conservative um, on the next to last one. And I, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to decipher one from the other. And I think the second one, the second one was really about them not having any, any timing, Levis and those receivers and him having to make quick decisions. And then he got pass rush on him uh, the last couple of plays. I would agree with that. I think, I think for the game day, uh, officially four for six in the red zone, but only one touchdown, one touchdown and six red zone possessions, two turnovers on downs, three short field goals. Again, not, not winning football, um, and I thought, Dave, at the beginning of the year, um, Kirk Shiraka, whether no matter who the quarterback was, they, he was going to design some plays specifically just to get the ball to Fryermuth, just because I think between his size and his agility, he's got to be a tough matchup, right? And I, I, I don't know. I know, they went to, I know they went to him, I think, at least once in the red zone, but to me, that's not enough. 
Um, they were clearly worried about Dotson. Nebraska was, I, I would have liked to have seen them try and do some more things with number 87. You know, he can get down the field. He had that 74 yarder. It was kind of a busted coverage, but he's an athletic wide, big body. And I just, I thought this year in the red zone, we would just see that and it would just be a tough matchup. It really hasn't turned out to be that way. And I'm going to finish with this. I have told you where I'm going to go with this column because there are, there are striking similarities. Yeah. We will see how similar they are, but this reminds me so much of the last time that Penn state started. Oh, and four, uh, the fourth loss in 2001 was a non-contest at Michigan. So it's not completely. Yeah. 20 to accurate. nothing or something like that. Yeah, it was just a non-contest out there with Matt Seneca not generating any offense. Uh, at Northwestern, they finally got a win, 38-35. Uh, I believe Seneca got knocked out at the end of the game. Zach Mills came in. But Seneca played pretty well in that game. But Zach Mills came out and finished the game. Um, I believe Joe Paterno uh, started Seneca in the fifth game against Ohio State. Wasn't going to work out. And Zach Mills finished that game. They got a big upset win and went on, a, I believe, a five-game winning streak altogether. Almost made the bowl game, uh, but lost at Virginia, the, the game that was um, um, yeah. postponed because of uh, 9-11. Yeah. Um, Zach Mills was kind of a savior for that team. A number seven, number seven, just like Will Levis. I'm not sure Will Levis has the electricity and kind of the fighter pilot vibe that Zach Mills did. People forget what a um, kind of a Pied Piper he was on that team. People kind of gravitated to him. He was a natural leader, a kind of a a cool leader. Uh, We will see if Will Levis has that kind of quality. And this is frankly a little more desperate situation. This does not seem, uh, as functional as even that team did. And they weren't very good. That team finished five and six. I think this team would do well to finish three and six. Is that pretty much your opinion? Yeah. Yeah. And Dave, you can't, you can't sign off just yet. We've got to go for about six more minutes. So I, as much as you want to get it right. And we're going to, let's just talk. You mentioned, you mentioned the, the Mills uh, Levis comparison. I think older Penn state fans understand where you're coming from different body types, uh, for sure. But uh, as Zach Mills continued to play at Penn State, Dave, didn't he kind of... He got beat up. Yeah, he got beat the, up the a physical, lot. The yeah. physical aspect of the game, and he played recklessly uh, trying to win games, and it caught up with him later right. in his career. Is there a danger the way that Penn State is using their quarterbacks? Whether it was... Hackenberg wasn't a dual threat, but he got beat up. Trace McSorley definitely got beat up and still somehow... Was, was there at the finish. We've seen what's happened to Sean Clifford. They're not afraid to run Will Levis, but at some point, if, you're gonna, if, if they're going to run the ball that much and take that kind of punishment, I mean, it, it just seems like it, 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 it's, it's, you know, eventually this is going to happen to all of them. And I just wonder, is, is, are, they walk, are they walking over a fine line with the way they use their quarterbacks? So every, you know, every six or eight games they are going to have the same problem. Well, I think it's the quarterbacks they use. I mean, the only one of all those guys you mentioned who could ev- evade hits was McSorley. Yeah. Uh, I know the reason they recruited Roberson is that maybe he could avoid some hits, but I'm not sure uh, he has the, the passing capability to even be in the picture. Right. So they need to, everyone needs a quarterback who can not only extend plays, but not get hit. And that goes all the way up to the NFL. Uh, you see Carson Wentz take hits that he's not going to be able to take. Um, yeah. 
Yes. Uh, and and yes. and Levis and Levis is certainly unafraid, but man, you've got you've got to get. I, I I do think there's something to build from here because all the different components seem to be hopeful. The offensive line played better. You've got a new tackle in there who looks like a problem solver. You have three running backs who now have some mileage on their odometer yeah. and of all had good runs. I mean, Devin Ford ran his butt off today. Hard runs and finished runs that they had to have for first downs. Right. And then you've got Parker Washington added to Dotson and Fryermuth. You've got possibilities there. So if they can put all that together, I think there's possibilities with the offense. To me, the much greater question about yeah. this team is this defense, the likes of which <laughs> I don't think we've ever seen a, a defense this flimsy. You got to go back to 03 or something, correct? Ooh, the dreaded 03 defense. And, and even that, even that team was germinating something with young young linebackers and young players yeah I shudder to think about that 03 season Dave it just sent shivers down my spine don't do that to me um <laughs> uh just you know best case moving forward four games to go Iowa Ruck, there's there's an Iowa game there's a Michigan game there's a Michigan State game and there is a Rutgers game in there and there's also Champions Week but I mean you know I- Iowa next week no slam dunk at all, yeah, man. You're, you're, you're counting up the possibilities here. Yeah. This is the situation. I think they have to beat Iowa. Yeah. And I was, I was not a tricky team. No. Uh, but they now have some confidence two weeks in a row. They have run the ball like crazy on Michigan State and Minnesota. Well, are those great defenses? Yeah. No. Minnesota's a bad defense. And they went into Minnesota and just ran and ran and ran and ran. If if the Penn State defense that showed us up the last two first quarters comes up against Iowa, they're going to lose. Yeah. They're going to lose. But but they don't have a very good quarterback and a young kid named Spencer Petrus. Uh, they want to just hand the ball off to Tyler Goodson, hand the ball off, hand the ball off. they got a, co- a couple of good running backs, not just Goodson. And they don't want to have to put Petrus in bad situations. Penn State's defense is going to have to make a stand here, and they're going to have to make Spencer Petrus beat them. And, and this is a game plan thing. I, I thought P.J. Fleck had a horrible game plan against them. They didn't stack the box, but maybe his defense isn't, just isn't good enough. Maybe Penn State's defense isn't good enough. But we, we're going to have to find out in this game because that's the answer. I think Penn State can move. the Iowa's defense is a typical Iowa defense. They don't have an abundance of playmakers. They're a tough team. But this is the game you got to win. If you're, if you're showing up for the season – this is the game you got to show up for because it's a winnable game. I know I was playing well, but they played well against a bad defense on Friday night, last night. Yeah. After that, if you don't get that, then it's a crapshoot at Michigan. Um, I think at Rutgers, Rutgers just lost at Illinois. They um, lost to Illinois? Yes, they did on a game-winning field goal at the end. Oh, my. They have our opportunities. So I didn't expect that. That now looks winnable. And Michigan State's playing horribly. So there are possibilities out there. There really are. I, know. I just you, gotta, you, could, you could conceivably win them all four, but they've, yeah. they've got to start with Iowa. That's my opinion. Yeah. Just before we close the blue-white breakdown, in, in 30 seconds or less, Dave, I just, I, I just can't wrap my head around the fact that Penn State is 0-4, given kind of what we thought maybe a month ago. I just it's, – it, it, I just I – just, I've never – I don't think I've ever been this wrong about uh, a team, and I just – Yes, they could be two and two, but you know what? They didn't make the plays they needed to. I just cannot believe they're zero and four. I, I can't believe it. 
And it's one, it's, it's the, it's the start. I've ne I never saw coming. And I, I just don't know. I, I, the odds of this happening had to have been like 200 to one. Well, I think we underestimated the leadership capabilities of journey Brown and yeah. Mike Parsons. Uh, those are two leaders on each side of the ball. They're not there. Um, that's part of it. Sure. And the other part of it is this is a situation where if there are some questionable personalities on your team and they're ready to, to get out and move on with their lives, either in the NFL or just don't feel like playing in a season like this where COVID has ravaged the whole thing and we don't even know how much farther we're going, then right. this is the kind of year where that's going to happen. Then you've got the third factor where expectations were so high, you lose the second game against Ohio State. What do you have left to play for? That could have been bad in any year. But right. in this COVID year, I think a lot of these guys started asking that question. So the, the answer to that question is you play for your teammates. Yeah. Do they play for each other? Got it. I'll accept that explanation for now. 0-4, half a season left, Dave. Hopefully you and I will be talking. I still you, you stunned me that Rutgers lost to Illinois. That's that's unbelievable. Stunned me. Stunned Woo! me. I mean, they were seven, they were home favorites. They were touchdown home favorites. I can't believe that. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't know a lot about the game, but I know that much. And Indiana went into Michigan State and just kicked their ass. Yeah, I did see so, that. So so that surprised me a little bit too. I thought Michigan Woo! State would make a stand. All right, Thursday around 10 a.m. You and me are going to do some talking. I'll be there. Will you? I'll be there. I'll be there, show my up. man. Huh? Hey, my man, why don't you show up? <laughs> All right. All right, see ya. Go right.